Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Slice. I'm Dori Farina, and this is the podcast about getting real with real people on real topics that will hopefully inspire you to be your most authentic self. Today, what I want to talk about is inspiration. Right now, I'm sitting in Delray Beach, Florida, in Bill DeBilzen's beautiful gallery, surrounded by his art pieces. And it's almost overwhelming to feel all the creativity and art and passion that's in this space right now. One of the things I was thinking about was, you know, how do you, when I look around and I look at this beautiful art and I think, you know, where does this come from? Every piece is different. There's so many choices that have to be made when you're making a piece of art or when you're creating anything inside your life, whether it's reaching a goal, it's creating a family, creating a career, creating a piece of music, even writing a letter to somebody. There's creativity in everything that you do. How do you find the idea to go forward on what you want to create? So one of the things I hear a lot from creative people, and even with myself when I'm doing this podcast or with the work that I do as a life coach and therapist, is what is coming up inside of you that doesn't really have any explanation. It doesn't really have any rules. It doesn't have necessarily any direction. You just get like a hit of something inside yourself and you've got to go with it. So people often wonder, where does inspiration come from? And how do we find it or access it? Inspiration is everywhere. It's everywhere you look. It's everywhere that you are. And it's about being more in touch with who you are and with your intuition and being able to stay connected to yourself so you could tap into that and find it and then go with it. And it seems like there's some stages that happen with an idea. There might be an inspiration from a thought. It might be an inspiration from an image. It could be inspiration from a color or music or a story or some kind of experience that you've experienced. You kind of never know where it's going to come from. It could come just from out of the blue, or it could be something you're really <laughs> trying to make happen, but often when you're trying to make it happen, nothing happens. It's something that creates a feeling inside of you that makes you want to create, makes you want to take a direction. So it seems like first you start with some idea, like I want to paint a painting, I want to create a song, I want to decorate my house, I want to throw a party. It could be any kind of idea. The next thing that comes is intuition. And that's the part of you that knows something bigger than yourself that doesn't have any evidence other than a feeling inside of you, like a gut feeling that something is wrong or something is right or there's a direction to take. It takes a very skilled artist or creative person to know how and when to trust that. I mean, oftentimes what I've heard from people that are working from pure inspiration and pure intuition is that I didn't do anything. This took me, this took me by surprise. Like all of a sudden I felt something, I started going with it and it grabbed me and it took a life of its own. So I just followed it and there it is. And that's how I painted this beautiful painting or that's how I designed that house or that's how I created this business. That's one step. And then the next thing is execution. And then the idea of execution is 
The idea of trusting the inspiration and the intuition and going with that and seeing where it goes. And do you have the courage to trust the process and see where the journey is going to take you and see that if you just keep following that feeling and going with it, if it doesn't totally, one, it could grab you and just take over and then you're on a roll, but you can't fight it. You got to keep going with it and see where that takes you. And it's important that when you're involved in this process, it's almost like you have to let go of your plan. You have to let go of your ideas. You have to let go of the idea of control. And you have it's about letting it take over, following this nugget. Kind of like I talked about in that in the first episode when I read that idea book. It's like at one point it's just an idea, and then at the next point, it's something that takes over. And we often want to control what's around us and what's in and what direction and what feeling we're trying to control in any situation. But that's just an illusion because we're not actually in control when we do that. We're actually stopping the process of something really beautiful, something beautiful like intuition, something beautiful like inspiration. Everybody has intuition. Everybody has, in, has this part of them. And, but most people are trying to control it. They get some hit in them like something they want to do or some direction they want to go with whatever they're doing. And instead of just going with it, they're like, ah, oh, no, it's not going to work. I don't know. I don't have the time. Or, you know what, so-and-so does that better than me. Or, you know, I'm too old for that. Or I'm too young for that. Or I'm not, whatever. You have some story around it that gives you this illusion that you're in control of it. Or you try to take a creative situation and control it. And you usually don't get what you're going after. You, get, you might get a product, but you don't get what you're going after. What I believe is that the most control that you could possibly have is when you are trusting your intuition and you are trusting the process because there's nothing getting in the way and there's no way to make up anything about it. You can't make up a story about it. You're just trusting it. You're going with it. It's pure. It's simple. It's honest and it's authentic. And there's no battle inside of you because you're just going with it. And when you go with the idea and the inspiration and the intuition, then that's when it takes over. And that's when you get to have this beautiful experience of creation, living purely authentically. The purest things come from being authentic and trusting yourself and trusting your intuition and your inspiration. And then you don't have to spend and waste the energy of building a story around why you can't do it, why you can't create it, why it can't happen. And usually when we're not able to trust ourselves, it's because we're rooted in fear. We're rooted in fear that it won't be good enough. I'm fearful of being exposed. I'm fearful of failure. I'm fearful about what other people are going to think. All that does is stop you. It just stops your whole process. And it's just a story. The truth is, it's just a story. So when you let that go, you get to find out who you really are and you get to access the intuition inside of you, find your authentic self and be able to create whatever it is you want to create. I thought the perfect person to have this conversation with is William DeBilzen. He's an artist here in Delray Beach, Florida, and I'm sitting in his beautiful gallery surrounded by all these beautiful paintings and I wanted to talk to him about it 
because he has a very beautiful way of accessing his creativity and how he goes about being an artist and being a painter. So I'd like to introduce William DeBilson. Hi, how are you? Hey, Dory, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> you know, as you're speaking, uh, I'm sitting here and was reflecting on so many points that you just covered and, and seeing how truly that applied to the process that I went through from the beginning of my career to what has now become, you know, a rather successful venture for me. So I, I can't remember everything you just talked about, but so many things, so many Neither things. Neither can I. <laughs> yeah, I've got, well, I'm one of those ADD artists that, that it's hard to retain information, but um, there's so many things that you just said that rang true. And it is so true. I think mo most people, for me, this was something I had no idea that I had inside of me. And I think a lot of us are gifted and we never ever discover truly where we're, we're gifted at. And it's a process. It doesn't, you know, I once, uh, I've heard said that anything takes, if, to be good in anything or to master anything, you've got to put a, at least a thousand hours into it. And that rings so true for, for myself. When I first started painting, you know, I look back on my first paintings and um, they were pretty bad, but I loved what I was doing and um, I got in, a lot of encouragement in the beginning and other people, you know, encouraged me along the way and, um, and but I, more than anything, I really loved it. I had no idea that one day I'd be sitting where I am right now. It was just something that I really wanted to do. I wanted to try and I enjoyed it. Once I got to a point where, wow, if I could ever do this for a living, make a living at this, how wonderful would that be? I think most people are afraid to take that initial step. Absolutely, you know? um, absolutely. I mean, how did you know to do that? Like, how did you, like, how Well, did when that... I started, first started painting, it was a very challenging and difficult time in my life. I was going, really going through a, a divorce and basically really trying to find myself. I, um, and I was in the construction business prior to that for 18 years. And um, the economy had fallen apart I just was painting as a hobby and I started painting and just putting paintings in my home. And um, all that time, people would come into the house. What, what originally happened was somebody came, I had my house for sale and they came in and they wanted to buy the paintings instead of the house. And, uh, <laughs> next Surprise. thing you know, coincidentally, a, an, a, an art dealer walked to the house and, um, and saw the paintings and we got talking and they, uh, they asked me if I wanted to do a show for their gallery. And so you, you just never know the doors that open that you have no idea or no dream that, that may happen, you know. But I did take that initial step. It wasn't really to pursue a new career. It was something that I knew I had a creative side to me when I was a, a young kid back in Michigan in a farm town back there, which there's not much culture. They didn't have, we didn't have galleries or museums to go to. We, hung out in the cornfields and hayfields back nice. then. Uh, Mike, that's, There's no galleries in the cornfields. <laughs> no galleries in the cornfields. So um, most, of, most of, I would say most people in the town, you know, didn't have much culture. They didn't, we didn't have things like that to, 
um, that we could take an interest in. So we played sports and, and um, you know, got in trouble for the most part. Right. So, um, so this was, this kind of developed later in my life, but I always knew there was a creative side into me. I like to dress different. I like, you know, I like to, uh, I, I'd always loved architecture. I loved interior design. Um, I love fashion, but I was not a student. I tried it three times and it didn't last more than three weeks. Right. Um, so I knew that wasn't, you know, and if I felt like in order to be a successful artist that I would have to go to art school or something, I would have never, I never would have tried it because I, I, I knew that that wasn't uh, an interest to me. So I just um, started painting and I couldn't wait to get back out the next morning to start painting again. I was trying to get another business off the ground. I, I was getting out of the construction business and I had a, an idea that I thought I could be the richest man in the world. <laughs> so I tried and I pursued so that sure, for a sure while. The idea. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, actually, it, it would take some time to go through it, but um, it needed a lot of capital and um, and I didn't have at the time. I pretty much had just lost everything from the divorce and um, you know, I was in a down, down spot. You never know what you, the things that you go through in life, the most difficult trying times can be the best times for us, you know? right. and uh, I that rings true but for there me. There are opportunities. Yeah, and, and you just have no idea what the opportunities can be. You have no idea. But I just encourage everyone. My message is: if there is something inside of you that's stirring, and you know, if it doesn't happen right away, but if it's a dream that you feel like you would uh, love to pursue, then you should pursue it. Don't give up when things get tough. Doors will eventually open, and I think. And anybody's, anybody that's successful, I don't think anybody, there's very few people that have an easy road. It's, it's usually pretty challenging, hard, yeah. pretty tough. It's challenging. And uh, for me, it was very tough. You know, I couldn't afford to pay my rent. I couldn't, you know, um, I, it, was, it was very tough, but I loved doing it. Uh, how I started was um, I was going through Laguna Beach in California and um, I was actually, while I was trying to get this other career off the ground, I was selling my paintings at the swap meet on the weekends to actually make a living. Wow. And um, uh, I, I knew that I couldn't make a, a, enough money to support myself, but actually I was making enough, much more than I was pursuing this other dream that I had. And so, what were your paintings selling for at the swap meet oh, back in the day? Boy. Like, if I would, uh, I would sell them for three hundred. If I got seven hundred, I'd be a pretty happy guy. <laughs> oh my god! But that's still pretty good at the swap beat. That's yeah, pretty, when you're first I mean, starting out, I think most artists, and you yeah. know, I get artists that come through the gallery. Yeah. Many artists that come and talk to me yeah. and ask me how I got started, and yeah. you know, they're more than happy to just be able to sell their painting if they got a hundred bucks for it. They they're just they, like, they, oh my god, you want this? Yeah, you want this? Yeah, this is, you you would buy this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I remember dry, and after I had tried to pursue this career and I just didn't have the financial backing to do it and um, I was making a living meanwhile on the weekends selling my paintings at the swap meet, I was driving through Laguna Beach one day and there was a place for lease and it was an upstairs location. Back then I was much more impulsive and I still am today very impulsive but back then I was a little more vulnerable and impulsive than I am today and I stopped in I called the number I met the landlord there and it was like 
I think I'm going to try this. I'm going to go for it. You mean being an artist? Like just say, yeah, like, getting I, a space? Yeah, I said, you know, I, I said, I'll open up a gallery. I'll work in the gallery, and I'll see if I can sell. You know, I'm selling them at the swap meet, so maybe I can sell these paintings. So, it's again, amazing. that first four years was very challenging. Right. But I, I was doing well enough that I wanted to pursue it. Doors started opening. I wasn't the type of artist that liked to go out and try to promote myself. I was, you know, I was, I shied away from that. But then people started coming to me and opportunities and doors started opening. It grew into a wonderful thing for me. Sure did. Yeah. Sure did. I mean, these are way <clears throat> different, I'm imagining, than your swap meet paintings. They're so they beautiful. Well, you have to I... go on, you have to go on the website, everybody, and look <laughs> at his, look at his work. It's so beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you. My and... first initial paintings were just um, entirely abstract. They were very colorful, and and, um, and then a couple of years into the my career, I started painting with this long, tall, skinny figure that you see, and it became a signature piece. But they're entirely different than my first paintings. You know, so something you said that I want to go back to is, you know, you said you just started painting. Mm -hmm. You just decided to start painting. You were going through your divorce. You know, all this stuff was happening, but something caught you that said. Like you just had to do it, right? Because well, you know, it's be not honest, like you go through a divorce and you're like, I think I'll try yeah, painting. You don't right. like it's not a luxury time going right. through a divorce. Well, you know, Laguna Beach in California is 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 a small little art town, and um, and being from LA, most people know where Laguna Beach is, and there's a lot of galleries and um, you know a lot of artists there. I had never gone into galleries. I'd never gone into museums as a younger boy. I started doing that. I started going to different galleries. I remember a particular gallery, it was um, Orlando AB or something, he was, it was his name, and he, he had a really unique style, and I just loved his work. I just thought, you know, I want to just play around with this and try it. I, I've never played with paint, I never, you know, did any drawings. So you didn't know anything about paint? Didn't know nothing anything. about Like about painting. the different brushes or nothing. like acrylics versus oils or nothing. Like if I say nothing, I mean nothing. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> You just were, so something inspired you, right? This yes, thing. there was the, you know, um, again, I was always very interested in fashion and I always had kind of, I felt like I had an eye for that. I loved that. I loved um, architecture and, and interior design, all that kind of creative field. And so painting was something that I, I had no idea was inside of me. You know, I, I didn't, it didn't happen to me, for me, till later in life. Um, when we were kids, we had, we did have an art program in our school, but it was, you know, it was kind of like, if you're going to be an artist, you're really not going to be an athlete. And I was much more interested <laughs> in being an, a, a, an athlete. That's and the message, artists right? were kind of sissies and right. a little strange and right. weird. Right. But um, so I didn't even I wasn't really interested at that point in my life uh, at a younger age. But um, as I got older and I moved to a, a, a place where there was galleries and museums, I just out of uh, curiosity walked in and, and there was a connection that I had never known was there. So like I say, when I first started painting it was like an experiment for me i just you know well, let me try let me try to do something but do you remember like what happened like do you remember the feeling or what might what I, like what to this day i can remember exactly like how what happened because like what you know like what i was saying is like 
sometimes it takes a hold of you. Like if you're listening to it, if you're listening to that intuition, it takes hold of you. Like you almost, right? Like you almost don't have a choice. Well, you know, for me it was like, I just, I, I just felt like I wanted to try it. I thought this looks kind of fun. Maybe I should just, you know, I had no idea, no idea whatsoever that it would, you know, that I was going to try to make a career out of it or that it was going to be anything that developed into anything. I just thought, well, maybe I'll do a few paintings. I put them in my home and, you know, I'll I'll play with it and see see what happens, you know, but I remember, and I can still remember today of painting the very first day and, and the next morning I couldn't wait to get back out there. Oh, that's the and, best. Yeah. So, and, and it was just, and then all of a sudden I'm addicted to it. You know, I, couldn't get, <laughs> I couldn't get enough of it. So, it's a good addiction. Um, all of a sudden I got paintings all over the place and um, I got them in my house. And um, it's an interesting path if you look back on it to see where you start and um, you know, what you have to go through to be successful. Right. You say you're an artist of life and love. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, going back when I first started painting, I really didn't have any direction. Um, again, I was just painting abstract. It was just mostly color, and I was playing with different colors and putting them together. And um, something I, like I said, I really enjoyed. Probably into my second year that I painted, I came up with this figure that you see now here around mm-hmm. the gallery. It's it's pretty prominent in most all of my paintings. After that started, I started doing different series with this figure, and probably even a couple years after that, people were asking me, "Where does this? What does this mean?" And I started examining a little bit, and little did I know it was really a reflection of my life. Interesting. Like in what way? Well, if you look around the gallery now, you'll see um, there's couples. There's two people together, which rep- represent love and romance. And then there's a single figures that are all, all alone. And then there's figures that have five, six, maybe 10 different figures in that. And I started seeing a reflection of, you know, we all, and I mean, and this applies to not everybody, but it certainly applies to a lot of people is that we find ourselves in times of, uh, you know, when we find romance, and it's a very, it's a great time in our life. Oftentimes it can be very painful. You end up maybe going through a divorce like myself, and then you find yourself back, back alone again. Hmm. And those times, um, it's a, it's kind of a struggle. And, um, you know, some people prefer to be alone. Other people don't like being alone. Myself, I, I, I enjoyed being in a relationship and it was important for me to try to find someone. But during those times, your friends are very important to you and you, you kind of cling to your friends a little bit. And that's where I came up with this friendship series. So I have a romance series, love series. There's a series with family in it. There's a, again, being back alone again, and then your, your friendship series. <laughs> that that? If you're like me, you've been through divorce more than once. Oh. <laughs> So it's, it's a common thing in, in, in our society it's today, so you know, back when we were kids, it wasn't so common, but right. today it's, 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 it's uncommon to find somebody that can make it in the marriage, in the marriage world. But, um, yeah, I know that's a whole other topic, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah we could <laughs> It'd be nice if you one. could just paint your partner in and then paint them out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what I did. Kind of what I did. Right. Um, if you look around 
for instance, the paintings, you'll see the paintings with the houses and the palm trees. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that reflects to be on to a very simple life, a life that I kind of discovered when I started traveling um, in the Caribbean in different islands, Okay. which is my favorite thing to do. I love the simplicity of what the island and the island people and their life, what it represents. We get caught up in such this rat race here in our in our country and around the world and many places in the world and we really lose a lot of what true meaning of life and all you know yeah so the simple things in life have become very attractive for me the older i get and um so i'm a boating guy i love being out on the water i love you know I, that's where i spend most of my weekends um i build a barge up in palm beach that I spent, uh, that I, it's on the water and I lived there for a year and I spend my weekends there going there. So anything out in the water, something about that that brings a piece to me that I really enjoy. And um, again, when I started traveling around the Caribbean and in the islands, I really connected with that kind of the same, almost the same kind of connection with the art. I incorporate a lot of that into, uh, into my work. The, the paintings have kind of a childlike nature to them, a simplicity, mm-hmm. but there's also a complexity to them that um, I think that most people learn to appreciate as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's really beautiful and self-aware to be able to like, I don't even really know how to express it. That, like what you're saying is that you're able to create something, right? That comes from somewhere right mm-hmm. some inspiration some intuition sure. right these mm-hmm. these beautiful pieces these series these idea from an idea mm-hmm. and you don't know why you're creating them and then you said something about how you started looking at your own work mm-hmm. and then you started seeing your own self in there and mm-hmm. you started realizing like it was a reflection of you and a reflection of your own life and sure. pieces of yourself i just think that's really beautiful it's so connected to your art, mm-hmm. you know, that you can, and that you're able, It's and it feels so pure, like, in, and it feels authentic, like what, you know, like I really love to talk about is sure. that you, you know, that it's you, yeah, right? And so when, <clears throat> when I hear something like that, and I think, wow, that's so beautiful, because it's not just like, it's not just like you're channeling art, and it's some expression of something, right? Mm-hmm. It's like just, an external thing or something that impacted you like on the news or you know something like and you might have that but it's like but it's 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 very personal yeah and then it comes full circle when you're able to like look at your own work and be able to go oh my god that that means something to me that's it's not just a piece i created like i see myself in that i could see yeah and i had no i really had no idea that that was taking place. I, I've always painted very intuitively. Um, I try when I start paint, when I start a painting, I really don't know what's going to happen. I, um, I mean, sometimes there's commission pieces and it's they, people want something in, in particular, but so for the most part, when I started painting, I really have no idea where I'm going with it. I don't know what's really going to take place. I start working. Um, I add the, I'll add the figures in there and then for, so when you start painting, you don't really know what's going to happen. It's yeah. So when I start painting, I have no idea where it's going to go, where it's going to basically where it's going to start. I just start painting and something happens and I just let it go. I try, if I start to think about it too much, it usually ends up being something that, that I don't really like. So I'll just paint until 
Um, there's Which a Which is kind of like what I was saying, like, yeah. right? Like when you get, if you stop that process and just try to create something, you lose like you lose. the very essence of like right. the art, right? right? The process. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a freedom in it that, uh, that you can discover. I think a lot of people are afraid to go there. Um, and, you know, when you, when you first begin to paint, you know, you'll end up painting over it again because it ends up being a big puddle of mess. Uh, but as you mature and you, and you start understanding um, painting and, and what you're doing in your creation, um, it gets easier and easier, but, but that takes a while. That takes a long time to be able to get where you're kind of confident in that and you feel, feel good about what you're doing. Um, and so it's a, it's a very, very creative, but, and, and I get all the time people come into the gallery, where does all this, how do you do this? Where's all this inspiration come from? And meantime, it's just, it's, it's, I don't even really think of it as that. I just start painting and it all starts happening. You know, um, I think that happens a lot with writers. Right. They, they start writing and then all of a sudden a flow starts happening right. and, and it opens up into something that, you know, they discover a lot of things that, that weren't initially thought about or, you know, preconceived ideas. I never have really much preconceived ideas about my paintings. I just start painting and I'll let it all kind of happen. Yeah. Okay, so here you, so, you know, I don't know how many of you out there know William's work, um, but you should go look at it. Um, but not only does he do these beautiful paintings, um, all the frames are very unique. Mm -hmm. And that's something also very unique to your work. And so some of them are in like old wood, like I don't, I don't even know what they are, like different, different pieces of different kinds yeah. of wood or driftwood or... They all have some kind of different framing. And so there's also, it's like, it's really like a whole piece. And so like when you're looking at, are those canvases? Are they pieces of wood that yeah, you're doing? You know, most of them, there's some of them that are on, on wood, but most everything's on canvas here. So when the you're looking at a blank canvas, like yeah. I'm imagining like, I'm looking canvas. around this room and I'm going, what oh my God. Like this? you look at this blank yeah. canvas and you're like, I don't know. Like, I know I have stick figures in my picture. Like, where do I go with this? Like, yeah. you know, when you're making all those choices and you're, you know, and there's nothing there. There's no frame. There's nothing. It's like, where does that inspiration come from? Or that, like, and how do you know when to trust that intuition inside yourself? Like, mm -hmm. how do you, you know? Well, it's something that develops, you know. When you mm -hmm. first start painting, it's a lot of experimental things. You know, you... And a lot of times, like I say, the great thing about painting is if you don't like it, you paint over it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no mistakes you can make. Um, but it does, your, your career, as your career develops and your paintings develop, you get, you kind of fine tune different things. And I, till this day, you know, I've never taken a class. I've never, I don't it really, um, it's everything that I do is kind of an experiment. Uh, you know, it's like a kid playing in mud, you know, see what happens. And with me for paintings, it's the same same type of thing. Everything that I've learned has just been by experimenting with different colors, with different mediums, with different chemicals, with all kinds of different things. And you know, sometimes it turns into a mess. Sometimes you you discover something that that you really love to incorporate into your work. So as you can see, there's a lot of texture in my work, and I use a lot of so diff, you know cardboard and burlap and canvas and um, 
you know, I, I have poetry and writings. And mm -hmm. So it's, you know, um, not in, you see um, the graffiti in the, in the work mm -hmm. that, that I've kind of incorporated and it has that element in just about every one of my paintings. But mm -hmm. um, it's a visual that, um, that sparks interest in people. Why is this? Why do you do this? What, you know, you hear that time and time again. So, but for me, there's a balance in it and it, you, you want to keep it interesting. You want to, um, just like, and I often relate it to um, musicians that have made it very successful. They have a style that's different than anybody else's, you know? So I think that's very important for a painter to be able to create a style and have something that's different than anybody else has, you know, and that's re very difficult to do in this, in this day and age, because there's so, there's just millions of painters out there. And, um, you know, in myself, I, I get on Pinterest, I see different things and there's so many great painters out there and they don't, you know, they, they don't get discovered or they don't really follow their career. They don't maybe have the business sense to make it successful in it. But um, it's just, I find it very important to be able to have your own voice. And, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why people and artists that um, go to the school, you know, go to college and art school, what their biggest complaint is that they're, they have a hard time discovering who they really are. Mm -hmm. they, they try to get molded right. by the professors or teachers right. and um, and they they don't really that's where they struggle most is discover you know because they try to mold them into something that they may may or may not be but um, again there's uh, not not downgrading that because you know there's great things about what schooling and, and uh, the art schools and stuff can do for you the techniques and stuff I'm still learning all that. So when I hear that, I think like, you know, there's people out there that have gone to school and mm -hmm. studied for years. They've gone to the best art school. Sure. I hear you say that. And I really think that you're a unique story. I mean, because there's people that go to school for years and years and years and learn application and technique and, and how to be a great artist. Mm -hmm. And yet, with all that skill, I feel like the one thing that cannot be really taught it has to really come from within mm -hmm. is that ability to trust yourself mm -hmm. that ability to trust your voice like what you're talking about or trust your intuition and be able to go like great there's all that stuff I've learned all that stuff but what's calling me is this kind of painting or this kind of design or this kind of picture and to kind of think outside the box for themselves and be that independent person sure. and find their voice sure. and it seems like because you found your voice, you know, you found your way of expression. And, and that's why I think the idea of intuition is in art or creativity is so important because there's so many people out there that just, you, you could have all the skill in the world, but if you can't trust your intuition, you can't find your authenticity and you can't find your voice for whatever it is that you're trying yeah. to accomplish. And I didn't even really, you know, I never even even recognized that or looked at that or tried to think about that much. A lot of mine just, um, I was never afraid to experiment or try, you know. And, Which uh, is incredible. I, That's again, incredible. it was, you know, I, I couldn't get myself to go to a class to go, right. you know, to learn how to paint or whatever method 
you know, I was, I just, I, that wasn't an interest to me. But what I did like to do was just play around and experiment and find, um, you know, it probably took me a lot longer than if I did go to class and I learned a lot of the techniques that I could have applied. And even today, there's a long way for me to go. There's so many things that I don't know. So I do continue. Which is amazing to hear because you're a successful artist, which by in itself is you yeah. know, unique, right? Like well, and you're always trying to, you know, the, the, the great thing of uh, the, what you need to do is in a, to be a successful artist is always trying new things and coming up with new, you know, I could have, and I've done these figures thousands of times now. Um, and I keep thinking I've got to do something else. I got to, I've got to try something new. Um, and, but it always has it kind of still comes back to that root of the of where I first started and um, uh, it has advanced mm -hmm. you know and and it will continue to advance I hope right but it's always being willing to step out of the box and try new things and and don't be afraid to you know of you know at this point I'm I'm not afraid of failure um, even though there's very you know real challenges in, 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 be, in being an artist and taking on lots of overhead and galleries and employees and that type of thing. Um, there's always a challenge to that, but, um, you know, to keep it, keep things fresh and to keep trying new things is, is very important. I think it's true with most every creative person out there that they, you know, they can't get stuck in some type of rut because it will run out and, you know, mm -hmm. you'll lose, you'll lose a lot of your create creativity. So how many like paintings do you trash? Do you just go, you know, like, not anymore. No, I, okay. I don't, I don't trash any, I, I mean, I do uh, a lot of them. I'll paint over, paint over. Okay. not so much anymore, but there's a mo there's some older paintings that I have that, um, you know, they've been sitting around and I'm not too proud of them. I'm not happy with them and I'll end up just taking them back to my studio and, and having some fun with them. Oh, really? Yeah. So you just kind of go like, I don't like this. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, when I paint, you know, every painting in here that I have, I kind of know which ones are going to sell first. And that's not always, that is not always true. But I, there, there's certain paintings that, um, you know, just, I may have given up on it too quick or something. I'll let it sit around and then I'll want to do something over it. But it doesn't happen so much anymore. Right, yeah. right. So for that artist out there that's sitting here listening, or whoever, not even, it doesn't even have to be an artist. I mean, it could be somebody out sure. there who is trying to venture onto something that they want to do, and they don't know how to access, or they're, they're afraid, not even that they don't know how, they're afraid. Like, people are afraid to trust that intuition and trust mm -hmm. that voice inside themselves. And like, I mean, what would you say to them? Well, the beginning of because anything is always very challenging, always very difficult. If you pick up a guitar for the very first time and try to play it, um, unless you've got some kind of God-given genius gift, right. uh, you sound pretty foolish on it. And um, right. it's, it never, it doesn't start sounding good until you start playing for a period of time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's true in any business. Um, and I think God's kind of has put it in our path to make it kind of challenging in the beginning so we can maybe appreciate it more. It will have more value to, to us as we um, become more successful. And in my, 
in my search and my talks throughout different artists and different people in their different professions, there's always been a great challenge that they had to go through. And just to, like a self-doubt or that, can they do it? Will they make sure. it? Is it and worth it? And most people, most people don't go out on that limb. They, they, they don't, they, they're too afraid of failure. They're too afraid of, uh, you know, going out and, and giving it, a, uh, giving it a shot. So I, you know, I get, I can't tell you how many artists have come to me and asked me, how did you do it? You know, and, um, and I always <clears throat> encourage them to go for your dream, follow your dream, know that it's not going to come easy. Know you're going to have to go through many challenges. If you're willing to do it, you really love what you're doing. You're always willing to go through those hard times. And, and many times you feel like, did I make a mistake? Should I turn back and try something different? But the ones that really pursue it and that follow their dreams, there's usually a reward at the end of it if they That's can right. if they can get through it. That's right. Yeah. So even what you're saying is that there's so many people that may even have the talent, but they don't even have the courage to to find out if they're going to. They want the safe. They, they take the safe. They take you know, the safe they route. They safe, safe route and. Um, and that there's nothing wrong with that. There's right. nothing wrong with um, you know maybe doing something that you really don't want to do, but you have to make a living. You got to pay your bills, right. um, and um, you know you can find a a path there that that it's rewarding that you can you know and you're satisfied with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know you almost have to be a little crazy to take this path of being creative and, <laughs> and being successful. Um, but that's, uh, I knew that. But don't, you, but don't you think that craziness is like, it's part of that intuition. It's sort of like, it's it's almost like a, like if we bring it full circle, it's like that craziness is going, I'm going to trust this intuition. I'm going to trust this like hit I'm getting that I've got to paint, yeah. you know, I've got to do this or I've got to sculpt or I've got to, whatever it is, whatever the endeavor is, like I've got something that I've got to do. I can't explain it. I can't justify it. There's no like... There's nothing on the other side. There's like no contract. It's not yeah. like somebody saying, hey, if you do this, I'm going to give you this. It's like, it just comes from within. Yeah. And you've got to take that, that. I think you have to find out where you're in, what your interests are. And, um, and then it's basically like somebody handing you a gift. I think we're all pretty much gifted. We all have gifts that most of us never realize that we have. And yeah. um, most all of us have been given a gift, but we're too afraid to open it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I like that. Um, but opening that gift and then, um, you know, sometimes it can be, uh, like I say, it takes, it takes time to develop that. Um, mm -hmm. um, I, and it makes so much sense when I when, like when I told you earlier, it takes a thousand hours before you can finally kind of master something. Right. Um, if it's a, if it's the cello, if it's a guitar, if it's painting, if it's a songwriting, if it's writing, yeah. reading, podcasting. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read it throw away a bunch. Yeah. yeah a thousand hours. From, yeah. It's a like thousand hours from hours now, you hours. could be uh, the next Howard Stern. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's beautiful what you said. So th I want to say thank you so much. I've really enjoyed speaking with you well, today. Thank you. And it's so nice that to have to be welcomed in your in your gallery. Thank you. Hopefully more. it will speak to people out there that uh, maybe going through those types of challenges or maybe are about to pursue a dream that um, that they're unsure of and uh, hopefully it's some encouragement to them. 
Yeah, I hope so. I think like with your message that you could go through a really difficult time, like a divorce or something horrible happening in your life. And then instead of you could take a piece of yourself out of that, regardless of what's going on and go after your dream and go after something that you want. Yeah. Those difficult times, uh, I think people, some people, it gets the best of them and they give up in life. Other people take the challenge of it and and make a much better life out of it. there's usually there's usually a rainbow or a pot at the end of the rainbow you know, I love for, that. for um, people that are willing to you know not give up and I mean and, hope, uh, right I mean you know, there's always a way you know um, but it doesn't I, I my advice is that it never comes easy <laughs> and pursue it yeah. and keep on yeah. thank you so much you're welcome thank you so much William, if people want to contact you or learn more about your art and what you do and who you are or visit your galleries, how do they reach you? Well, the website is probably the best way, and that is debilson.com. And it's uh, D is in David, E is in Edward, B is in boy, I, L, Z is in zebra, A, N is in Nancy. So debilson.com. It's a tough one to try to remember, even pronounce. <laughs> So I spelled it out for you, but um, that's the best way. Take a look at the website. Most of all, all the information is there. The galleries and Delray and Laguna Beach, all their information's on that site. So do yeah. You, do you also have an Instagram account? Yes, and that is at Instagram at Debilson D R B, like in Delray Beach. Debilson, or uh, Instagram at Debilson. Awesome. D R B. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really I appreciate, appreciate you coming it. in. Thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, that was fun. I hope you enjoy this episode of Slice with William DeBilson. Stay tuned for Afterthoughts. Ciao for now. I'm sitting here reflecting on the conversation I just had with Bill. And there were so many beautiful things that he said about inspiration and the process of inspiration and the really the process of trusting your instincts or intuition and being inspired and what that takes. When you work from a place of intuition and inspiration, there's a magic of the experience that you get that happens to you by your own consent not to fight it. Because there becomes no need to evaluate what you're doing, why you're doing it, or there's no value in judging it either, because you just find yourself in it. And when you find yourself in that place, you're really in flow or in sync with yourself, with creativity, with energy with the universe and everything falls into place and things just begin to link up and become in sync and magical things happen and you find yourself at the right place at the right time you find yourself thinking about someone and then they call you you feel inspired to do something you've never done before and something magical comes from that. But it comes from a place of not thinking about where the intuition is coming from or where 
the inspiration is coming from. You just let it happen. I mean, I guess it's kind of like getting out of your own way. I mean, if we speak in terms of like more pop psychology or what people say, it's, you know, get out of your own way. Let it happen. Let the magic happen. Let the inspiration happen. Don't worry about all the ifs, ands, buts, I can't, I should, I've missed the opportunity, it's too late, it's too early, I don't know enough. Just all the stuff that we could tell ourselves, just stop it, (laughs) just stop it. Just turn that off, just turn that off. And stay open and stay present and keep on. Get out of your own way. That's where the magic happens. And be reasonable. You know, don't be frivolous. Don't be um, immature about it. You know, be, you know, it's, it's like a fine balance. Like one part of you has to be childlike in nature and just experiencing life, experiencing the moment. And the other part of you has to be mindful of the adult aspects or your responsibilities. Because no, you cannot walk out of your job and, you know, and leave your family in a place where you're not going to be able to pay the rent and buy food and lose everything that you've worked for. No, you cannot do that. I am not suggesting that at all. However, There's a leap of faith that you can take in any given situation while you're doing the things that you need to do or possibly laterally moving in another direction until you're able to have those things that you want from a place of creativity or from your inspiration. And that will take time. Like Bill said, you know, a thousand hours minimum. A thousand hours minimum. And honestly, that's not even that many hours if you think about it. I mean, you probably spend more hours in your life worrying about things or more hours in your life wishing you were doing something different than you're doing. So, you know, if we turn it around and repurpose that time, put it into what you want. Put it into your hopes and dreams and trust. Just trust. If it's something coming from so deep inside of you, from an organic, authentic place in yourself, it's worth following. It's worth following. And I love what I love what he said toward the end. He said, most of us have been given a gift that we're too afraid to open. That is just so beautiful. And I agree 100%. I really believe in that. If I just leap off of that, I would say, open the gift. Open it. See what's in it. Explore it. Trust it. Don't question it. And see where that leads you. You never know. You never know what's underneath that beautiful wrapping paper and the bow. Just untie it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Slice. 
Until next time, ciao.